I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Talk to me about the new single, Whiskey Talks. Alrighty. So we uh, just finished up Whiskey Talks yesterday mm -hmm. in the studio up there at Hilltop. Went extremely well, extremely talented, and uh, experienced session musicians working on that. Did an outstanding job. They were in and out in two hours. Um, it turned out to be just totally different than what I thought it was going to be. Totally different feel, and it exceeded my expectations. I went in there thinking it was going to sound one way, and it sounds ten times better, so I'm excited. How did you think it was going to sound? I thought it was going to have more of the raw and open feel of like some of Zach Bryan's stuff, some of Tyler Childers' older stuff, and it came out a little bit more produced, but it, it still holds that raw and heartfelt message and that feeling, just with a little more instrumentation. What was the process for writing the song? So writing the song is, usually my songs come out pretty easy. I always stick with the rule, if you can't write the song in 10 minutes, then it's not worth writing. Hank, Hank Williams Sr. said that, and um, there's a lot of guys that I like that live by that. And obviously it's gonna take more than 10 minutes. Yeah. You, know, you can't just sit down, done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually if it's flowing, it's flowing. If it's not, then I'll step up and go do something else for a little bit and see if I can't come back to it. But writing Whiskey Talks, I had my brother up in my room and it was honestly just a blur. I got into one of those zones Close. where it was just flowing out. My hand couldn't keep up with my mind and my heart. And my brother was bouncing some lines off of me and I reworded them and he definitely helped out a little bit with, he definitely helped out with the hook, which is uh, really cool that he had something to do with it and came up with that chord structure that totally reflects the down low, chill, but kind of sad. I'm gonna use the word heartfelt a lot and real because that's the best way that I can explain it. There's no one feeling that goes along with the song. Yeah. Yeah, it just came out of you. I think whenever you have a song, it is good to try and follow that initial inspiration because if you set something down and you come back to it, it's never the same. I think you, you can do that in terms of like production or maybe adding things in, pulling things away, but the actual process of right. songwriting it's something kind of mystical. It's a muse that comes from somewhere else. And once it starts flowing into you, you got to follow that. It really is incredible. And um, I'm 20. And writing the uh, songs that I do at 20 years old is, I've been told, fairly rare, unheard of. Everybody back home is like, where are these lyrics coming from? Mm -hmm. Like, are you serious? There's no way you wrote this. And it's amazing to me, too, because I don't know where it's coming from half the time. Yeah. I know where it's coming from, but I don't know where I'm getting the, the words and the scenarios and things like that that are bringing it all together. Are you a CCR fan at all? CCR. Uh, John Fogarty, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Oh, absolutely. So what was crazy to me, when a lot of those songs were written, I think he was from ages like 19 to 22 or something crazy like wow. that. 
which his songs are like American folklore, in my opinion. It's tr- absolutely true Americana. There's there's something kind of ancient about what he's singing, um, and I, I don't really think you can put necessarily a number on that. It's just like you, if you have something in your soul, you just gotta let it out. Oh, definitely. It doesn't have to fall under a genre when it's coming out of you. You don't have to write it for one specific thing. Let it flow, right? And then if you sing rock, rearrange it and put it into a rock song. Put some distortion on there. Yeah, put some distortion and some fuzz on it and call it a day. Yeah. You know, if you're doing country, turn it into a country song, you know? Put a guitar behind it and use your voice to do dynamics. And then if you're singing pop, you know, put something good behind that. Just let it come out, worry about the rest later. Yeah. Well, I think that's an art form in itself, too, because I think a lot of creative types, they can get caught up in what is this supposed to be versus what is this? Yeah. That's the first question I think you have to ask yourself whenever you're creating something um, and kind of be a little bit esoteric with it. There's a lot of great directors that I really admire, like David Lynch. He, he utilizes meditation whenever he is writing scripts and coming up with ideas and things will come to him. And I think whatever that is clears the pathway for that creative muse to come through. Absolutely, yeah. Um, And I think the other thing that can happen as well is in times of turmoil or heartache or distress, it's almost like you become the most um, natural version of yourself in some ways. Definitely. And that's, that's where a lot of mine comes from. Yeah. For sure. So where did you uh, grow up at? I grew up in a super small town just uh, 15 minutes west of the Nevada border called Susanville. Okay. Um, real small prison town. I think uh, our population is about 17,000 or it used to be and most of that's the prison. Okay. Um, but it is a cow town. It's a hay town. So you've got Main Street which is three miles long and the rest is rural. Okay. Uh, everybody knows everybody kind of town, and everybody back home is rooting for me now out here in Nashville. That's awesome. Awesome to have that support back home, but it is rural America. It is, like I said, everybody knows everybody. Everybody calls you friend. Yeah. Um, and growing up there, obviously, I'm going to grow up listening to country music and getting real into that. Growing up around my dad, who is the... Um, station programmer, radio station programmer for a local station and has a morning show in the morning. Nice. Um, that got me real into music and he used to be a musician so I kind of grew up around that and in mm-hmm. a small town tied everything kind of together for where I'm at today. What is your earliest musical memory? My earliest musical memory is I think I was about five years old and my parents had signed me up for um, guitar lessons, classical guitar lessons. Okay. One of those little with the nylon strings, mini with the l- nylon strings, yeah. yeah. And um, was taking lessons there for a minute, and then just got burnt out of it, I guess, yeah. pretty quickly, and didn't like it, and didn't pick up a guitar for another few years. So when you finally came back to it, what was it that pulled you back in? Was it a certain song or a certain artist where you just felt understood? And you're like, I want to be able to try and do some version of that. You just hit the nail right on the head, Taylor. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, I started playing again when I was eight years old, went through the lead guitar, and then back to the acoustic after another long break there. 
But the reason I went back to it is because I discovered guys like Tyler Childers, like Zach Bryan, nice. like some of these other guys like uh, Benjamin Todd, who are real and sing about their problems, uh, growing up in poverty, uh, broken hearts, but not your honky-tonk and broken heart, your real broken yeah. heart. Yeah. And I guess it was kind of like a hit on the head. Like, hey, you can do this too, buddy. And let some of your hurt out let some of your experiences out, and use it as an outlet. And it wasn't until later I decided that I could actually do something with it. Yeah, yeah, well I, I think just the mere fact of seeing someone else that's similar to you, and you're like, this is something I really connect with and resonate with, and I wanna try and do it, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, it can, it can be kind of scary, but it's, you, for me, it's like you always got to swing for the, the fences just to see what's there because if you don't take the chance, you're never going to know. Exactly. If, if you don't try, then you're never going to know. Yeah. Yeah. James Brown, he once said, uh, nothing beats a fail but a try. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, it's super cool that you got to record at, at Hilltop and, and use those session musicians. Um, what was that kind of experience like once you met them and they had heard the song what was what was the vibe like it was actually really cool you know i've never been around real nashville session musicians and they are all just the coolest most down-to-earth guys super laid back it's just another day in the office for them you know yeah. and um they ended up really taking a liking to the song and the progressions and the dynamics and especially they really liked the lyrics and wanted to see where that was all going, so they really felt it when they were playing it, you know, and they all played it once, they didn't punch in and out until after when they were just having their little harmonies yeah. and that kind of stuff, uh, but it was just an awesome, painless, easy experience working with those guys. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's always cool to hear someone else's spin, you know, because it's like, what's, what's amazing about music it's, it's the sound of several different souls coming together. Yeah. I mean, depending on the style, depending on the genre, there's, there's people that they're just playing them in an acoustic guitar and that's it. Um, but once you start adding those other layers, it becomes a living, breathing thing. Thinking of it like taking a step back, really what you're doing with music is you're capturing a bunch of different moments in time. Sometimes it's the same moment. Sometimes, you know, you're punching in, you're doing open, yeah. whatever it is. <clears throat> Excuse me, but you're um, you're catching it. it. It's something you know. Time is the one thing that eludes us on this planet. That's the one thing we've never found yeah. a solution for. We found solutions for a lot of other stuff, but yeah. not that. Um, and I think for me, music has always been a way to slow down time and for it to simultaneously speed. Absolutely, up. art decorates space. Music decorates time. Yeah, that's that's a great it's, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so talk to me a little bit about growing up on the ranch. What was that experience like? What is the day-to-day -day life like living on a ranch? Living on the ranch is, you know, it's one of those things to where you do it for a little bit and you're like, what the hell is this? You know, it's, it's difficult. But then you get used to it and you're like, okay, this needs to be done. Like up at dark every morning, feeding, making sure everything has water, ice is broken up in the tanks. And you can really get caught up in doing that and just doing the chores day to day to day to day and time will pass you by super quick. 
and you oftentimes forget to sit back and enjoy the fact that you have the sunsets to look at and your mountains and your gorgeous views. It's, it's hard to go through the day and then still remember to take a step back and enjoy the beauty of where you're at. Yeah, no, I, I imagine. Uh, I, I've never, I don't even think been on a ranch before, but I have watched really? Yellowstone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I grew up in the Northeast, so right, you okay. know, it's just it's just different up there. Um, but yeah, it, it, there, there's something kind of romantic I think about that life. No, absolutely. Did you hate it when you were a kid, like waking up to do chores and all that stuff? Oh, I hate it now. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. No, I never really did. I was always kind of raised for it. And I've lived in and out of town over the years. We've Our family's gone through stuff that hasn't allowed us to always have this opportunity. Yeah. But we've always wanted it. We've been raised for it. We've had it. Um, and we have it now, and I'm so grateful for it. Um, but yeah... Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know. There's some days where I'm not feeling good, or you know, I'm a little too hard the night before, yeah. where it's like, I will pay my brother fifty bucks right now. He'll get out of bed and pee for me. <laughs> yeah. Please answer the phone. Please answer the phone. But you know, you're gonna have days like that doing anything. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think something, just based on you know talking to you today, it probably instilled a work ethic in you to kind of like the, the same approach you have with music as well. Certainly. Because music, it, it, yes, it's, uh, uh, you know, part of our souls, but it's also, we're super lucky to be able to play because it's like a fun, luxurious thing to do. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you have the same approach, you know, to having to, to do all that stuff as you do, like trying to work on music Definitely. as well. Definitely. You do what you got to do. doesn't matter if you like it or not, you're still living your dream. So do you wait to be inspired to write or do you sit down to write? Where you're like, I'm gonna write a song. I can't necessarily sit down. I'll sit down to play my guitar and then I'll play around with stuff and if I like it, I'll write it down. But I don't sit down to write. I never sit down to write. I'll be out on the tractor or I'll be driving home from town or something like that and I'll hear something in my head or a line will pop up in my head and go either that would make a great song or I'll start humming something behind it that I think sounds good and then I'll go home shut all the blinds lock my door grab something out of the fridge and sit down and write the song yeah yeah well it's like you need to be in it uninterrupted in that process it's like life can be happening around you you can be going about the day-to-day -day, whatever it is but I think when that moment strikes when you start singing that thing or something catches your ear, you're like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then it's taking the time. I think the one of the difficult parts is having the discipline to sit down and be like, I'm gonna work on this now. Oh my goodness, yes. That's something that I've learned is hard to do, especially when you have almost a complete song and you're still waiting for that last little punch in the heart to get the rest out. Push. The push over the edge there. Um, and you know, I've got a few songs that are sitting right now that just need the last line to a chorus or need the last line to a little bridge in between that just need a little something that I haven't done. And I refuse to sit down and force it out of me because every part of my songs are going to be from me. They're going to be real. They're going to be raw. Yeah. You want the process to be authentic. Absolutely.
What do you think drives wanting that authenticity for you? Well, I've been talking a lot about it to my other people this week. It's, I want to be a healer. I want, especially young men growing up, the working class, I want them to know that there are other people going through their problems. Yeah. That people are experiencing heartbreak, that they are busting their butts at the mill every day just to put a roof over their family's head yeah. and make everybody happy. To I be want able to eat. Yeah. I want people to know that they are being represented in a world so backwards and split down the middle. I want to put a little bit of it together. Yeah, a little I positivity. Want, I want to put a little bit of that positivity and that it's going to be okay. At the end of the day, everything is going to be okay. And if it's not okay, then it's not the end of the day. Yeah. Back into everything. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's very easy to get overwhelmed just with the state of the world. But it's you almost have to look at things in a micro way and just make it about how you interact with other people. Um, and how you treat them and you can't control yeah. other people's reactions and that that can feel very difficult sometimes I know it's something that I personally struggle with you know if someone's upset with me we have a disagreement um, I'm someone who likes to get it right out in the open let's talk about this right now that way no resentment is held right and I'm totally the opposite and a lot of people that are around me are like that and I am just letting you walk away let me figure this out by myself and then I can come back and we can work this out calmly. So do you have to, to step away to kind of collect your thoughts? Yeah, collect my thoughts. Otherwise, I go into panic mode, go into turtle shell mode and say things I don't mean and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it's, it's complicated dealing with other human beings. Absolutely. Because everybody is, is different. You know, one thing that might upset someone, you know, might not have any effect on, on someone else. You know? Yeah. It's, I, I think you learn that in like a family dynamic growing up. Right. Because that's really where you learn everything, like your basis for the, the whole world and how you interact with humanity. Absolutely. You know? And kind of your, your place in it. And you can take good from it, you can take bad from it, and you can be like, well, this is the way I want to do things, I don't want to be this way, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, but I think just having that self-awareness and that self-reflection is... Um, important to be able to collect your thoughts. Um, so talk to me a little bit about your album that's coming out next year. Yeah, so the album is a little bit more focused on the lifestyle and it, it's very diverse, but it all ties back into the theme of how I live and how I experience things and see things and from the experiences of my friends and the people in my community who struggle with things and come to me with some of their stuff. Yeah. And I am lucky to be able to relate to some of that stuff and write some songs about it, but I've got some songs about loss. I've got a song called Steel Guitar Ain't Crying Anymore about my um, grandfather who just passed away last Christmas. He gifted me a uh, old Shoba single neck steel guitar. Oh, nice. So, yeah got easily inspired for that song. It, it's it's a pretty good, pretty good sad song. And then Food Stamps Don't Buy Flowers. It's gonna be the name of the album. The broke college kid with a old lady that wants some flowers, but you 
barely have enough money for food. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and then um, got some other songs. I got a song called Sagebrush in the Air, Ponderosa Pines. They're uh, more about being home, missing home. Ponderosa Pines I wrote while I was out in college in Nebraska. And um, there, there's, there's a few songs in there that are just about home and how much I love home and miss home when I'm not there. That homesick feeling. Yeah, the mountains and the trees and sagebrush and cows and horses and everything that goes along with it. Definitely. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about, uh, it sounds like you have some, some heritage with Nashville. Your dad played at the Ryman 29 yeah. years ago this week, yeah, right? Uh, he did. It's kind of special to uh, see it come full circle. I know we've been getting emotional over it a little bit, but yes, to almost this very day. Uh, 29 years ago, my dad played the Ryman, yeah. and I'm back out here cutting my first single and doing all this, so it's just, it's crazy, honestly. Well, it's the nature of life. It's so circular. That's like a full circle moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, how can people find you? Where can they find your social media? Do you have social media? I absolutely do. So uh, my Instagram is Caleb Joel Montgomery. And then TikTok and YouTube are just Caleb Montgomery. I should be one of the first, if not the first, uh, result there. And then here in about 15 days, you'll be able to find me on Apple Music, Spotify, and all the major streaming platforms. Whiskey Talks. Whiskey Talks. Debut single. Gonna Debut be streaming single. everywhere. 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 Awesome. Well, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Can I play Whiskey Talks on the podcast after this interview? Absolutely. Okay. Well, here is Whiskey Talks. Thank you so much. Thank you. When the work is done and the night is laid There's a group of messed up kids With a glass of messed up stories They talk of fights and bronks And loves that all been left behind And at the bottom of that glass, son There ain't a thing to hide Cause whiskey talks And the beauty of it all is that it never seems to last Through a smoky morning cigarette I see the night before And the day to be complete makes me want a little more Cause whiskey talks and the guitar sings And my brothers stay with the tail And shows in the one night spent in jail. We talk of dreams in the kerosene that keeps those fires stalled. Though quiet our heart foolish ways, we know the whiskey talks, whiskey talks.
tall the tales might be We couldn't get enough A million bottle of that 90 proof We'd never call your bluff But when the bottle fills with air There lays the ugly truth That bronc on the bottle Marks a fountain of our youth Cause whiskey talks and my brother's tale, the tale of one night loves and the pushing shoves and the one night spent in jail. Talk of dreams and the kerosene that keeps those fires slumped. Though quiet our heart, foolish ways, we know the whiskey talks, whiskey talks. shoves in the one night spinning in jail the talk of dreams in the kerosene that keeps us fire stalled though quiet our heart foolish ways we know the whiskey talks whiskey talks yeah whiskey talks 